Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. I'm your lovable host, Tom Dahmers. We have a great show for you today, so I am super excited that you are here. This week, in some Facebook groups I belong to, I've been answering questions and weighing in as some gardeners are struggling with their seedlings. There are solutions to the leggy seedling problem, and what are leggy seedlings? We'll get into that in a minute. Try to say that 10 times fast. Leggy seedlings. Yeah, that's that's a tough one to say. But it is a common problem with gardeners, especially this time of year. And we'll talk a little bit about that as we go through the podcast today. So in this podcast, I'm going to discuss how to solve the leggy seedling problem. And I'm also going to discuss grow lights and my inexpensive grow light stand made of scrap wood and extra materials. It really didn't cost me a dime. At the same time, like I said, I will discuss leggy seedlings and how to solve that problem. So welcome to Small Scale Life Podcast. We have a lot of new listeners. And in case you're new to our podcast and blog and YouTube channel, Small Scale Life is a blog and podcast all about simple living, a little urban homesteading and gardening, and a lot of adventures along the way. We're thrilled you're here and listening to our show or reading our blog. It means a lot to us, and frankly, we wouldn't do this if you weren't part of our Small Scale Life. Before we begin this episode, let's hear from some friends of Small Scale Life. Our first friend of Small Scale Life is Aussie Flame Weeders. My friend Mick at Aussie Flame Weeders is offering flame weeders to reduce your non-revenue workload, especially if you have a market garden or or a large gardening operation. There's a lot of tasks that just chew up a lot of time, and weeding is one of those tasks. If you want to eliminate weeds from your garden beds, a flame weeder is an efficient way to do it. I mean, who doesn't want to burn pesky weeds with fire? I know I do. Mixed flame weeders are perfect for 30-inch or 80-centimeter garden beds and feature five stainless steel burners, 16-inch wheels, and an ergonomic design that carries a propane tank so you don't have to. He even had a new modification with a flame guard on it, so it really directs the flames towards the weeds. It's really a really nice design, and he's got some good videos out there about that. Even if you don't purchase a flame weeder, sign up on Aussie Flame Weeder's email list to get access to videos and other information about flame weeders. So check that out at AussieFlameWeeders.com. Next up is Gnarled Knot Design from the land of Illinois. Our good friends Phil and Jen love to create furniture and home decor items to make your house feel like a really cozy home. They were running out of space in their own house with all the cool stuff that Jen and Phil are making. So they have gone out and they wanted to share their items with others. So if you're looking for customized and personalized furniture, signs, and other items such as coffee cups, connect with Phil and Jen at Gnarled Knot Design on Facebook, Instagram, or Etsy. Connect with Phil and Jen today. And there are links in the article on smallscalelife.com. You can get them there. Otherwise, look for Gnarled Not Design. So thank you for our friends of Small Scale Life. Remember, if you have a product or service that you would like to be discussed in Small Scale Life, contact me at realsmallscalelife at gmail.com or use the Contact Us page on smallscalelife.com. And I have to say thank you to the followers of Small Scale Life who have been emailing me lately and sending notes through Contact Us. Met some nice local folks and, and other folks from around the world who are listening to the podcast. So thank you. And I do read those emails and we'll get back to you. So uh, keep those coming in. Really do appreciate it. And you can always use the comments section on smallscalelife.com too. Feel free to do that. 
All right, everybody, let's get into it today. So, Houston, we have a big problem, right? Some of us have those spindly, weak, leggy seedlings that are barely strong enough to hold themselves up. And what will happen is that these plants will become fragile and they'll be susceptible to disease. So, luckily, Houston Control, I think that would be me, has a simple solution for you. The cure to leggy seedlings is direct long and low light and the best way to achieve those conditions are introducing grow lights for your indoor plants so like i said i've been talking to different uh, gardeners and different facebook groups and we've been talking about uh, starting seeds indoors i have a whole article about that and you can go to there at smallscalelife.com but some folks are having trouble with the leggy seedlings and they just they look pretty tough and they look uh they don't look very good so um there are ways to fix that problem so again, we'll talk about uh, setting up grow lights indoors and, and some other methods to, to attack the leggy seedling problem. So let's first and foremost, let's talk about leggy seedlings. What is that? What are those? I have a picture on smallscalelife.com of one of my own experiments. It was really a failed experiment that I conducted in 2016. And I germinated a group of tomato seedlings by putting the black tray on top of the seedling tray. So I had soil in one tray down below. I put a I inverted a, a tray and put it on top, so it was really a dark environment for those soil uh, for those seedlings to generate. And after four days, the seedlings came up just like here, just like uh, my seedlings this year. After four days, those seedlings popped up, and then I added light. But you can see, um, you know, while I had good intentions of showing how this worked, uh, this different method of germination, um, you can see how leggy these seedlings were on day four. And and if you go to smallscalelife.com, you'll see a picture of some really ugly looking seedlings there. And you can see what happens when seeds grow, but they don't get the light. They have kind of a yellow, pale look. They don't have that nice green, you know, that, that photosynthesis has not begun yet, so these the seedlings look horrible. You can see that if you put a tarp on grass or tarp on plants, they'll get that sickly yellow look, uh, white and yellow look, and they just cannot produce the food for them to grow uh, if the sun is cut off from them. Again, sun, light, and water. Those are your three foundations that... um, that your plants need to grow. So that's leggy seedlings. It's they had, they're not getting enough light. They grow tall and spindly. You know, these long, spindly, legging seedlings are more fragile than their stocky counterparts. They don't hold up to windy conditions. So if, when you do transfer them outside, if you don't solve this problem, they'll just flop over. They can't hold up their own weight. They'll be really susceptible to disease. And you don't want that. You've invested your time and your effort into these. You want the best, the best seedlings you can get put in your gardens for this year so leggy seedlings are created by that lack of light like we talked about uh, the plants actually will accelerate growth in order to reach the light so if you put your uh, seedlings by a window and it only gets light a few hours a day those seedlings will reach you'll see them actually bend towards the light and they'll get tall and spindly or if they're if you have a um, like microgreen type density you'll see these things are trying to get to the light as fast as i can and they might crowd out other smaller shorter slower growing seedlings the weaker seedlings of the group the seedlings are all competing for light they need light to grow and it's a problem for us gardeners who are trying to start seeds indoors especially if you don't want to invest the money in a grow light and uh you're gonna you might end up with a leggy seedlings so you want to correct this problem by two ways. Uh, You can correct it by adding an oscillating fan 
that tricks the plants by simulating wind. And I actually did set up, since I wrote this article, I did set up an oscillating fan on my seedlings because they did get a little lecky. Uh, during the process between germination and setting up the grow lights. There was a couple days there where they grew. And then I was having some troubles with a uh, outlet, and the lights kept clicking off. So they got a little leggy, the tomatoes and the broccoli in particular, and the dill. Uh, so I added an oscillating fan, and that tricks the plants by simulating wind, so they're in constant motion. And then, uh, of course, the biggest thing you can do is adding grow lights for those indoor plants. And again, you want to keep those lights low, meaning keep the position of the lights low to the seedlings, so maybe an inch above those seedlings. And you want to keep it on for a good, you know, 14 to 16 hours. So long. Uh, Low, long, and direct. You want direct light on those seedlings. That'll really get them to grow. And again, by going, trying to go cheap and not using grow lights, you, you might be disappointed with the results. Okay, so what do we do for grow lights? What, what can you do? Now, there's, there's a lot of grow lights out there. Uh, some folks swear by their LED grow lights. And if you look in Google and you type in it, grow lights, probably LED grow lights are going to pop up first. Uh, they are good and they work. And a lot of indoor growers, especially of special, uh, sp- special uh, plants and uh, in aquaponics, they'll use... Um, They'll use the LED lights as well. I recommend that gardeners use grow lights for for your indoor plants. Uh, Unless you have a greenhouse that gets fantastic sun for 14 to 16 hours a day, that's one of my goals. But this time of year, it's tough. I mean, days are short, and uh, you're not going to get as much light as as you'd like. So I've gone a cheaper route. I haven't gone LED. I've gone a little cheaper route, a little less expensive. And I've mentioned this in other articles, and you can find those on smallscalelife.com. I use inexpensive grow lights from Menards, uh, big box store. I think you could find them at Home Depot, Lowe's, or other big stores. So in Menards speak, or the big box store speak, these are T12 aquarium lights. Um, And the technical term is they're Sylvania 40-watt T12 Grow Lux fluorescent light bulbs. But they're essentially T12 aquarium lights. If you go up to the electrical department and say, hey, looking for T12 aquarium lights, they'll take you right to where you need to go. Um, And you can find them in the electrical department. The lights cost around $10 per bulb. And I put them in inexpensive shop lights, which, you know usually the lowest cost ones I can find. Uh, so they're about 10 bucks, you know, so it's 10 bucks per bulb, 10 to 15 to maybe 20 bucks for a shop light. And you'll need two bulbs. So that's 20 bucks plus another 10 for the, the shop light, maybe 20. So for 30, 40 bucks, you've got enough for two plug trays. That's two, two of those um, black trays that I'm using. And that's 188 plants if you use the plug trays that I'm using. So that's quite a that's quite a bit of that's quite a few plants. And and keep in mind the plug trays. This is not the permanent home for these seedlings. They're only going to be in there until they get big enough, and then you're going to transfer them into another pot or put them into the ground. So this is not their permanent resting spot. So don't worry about that. But you're going to have 188 plants going if you just use one light with two bulbs. You can get 188 plants going. That's that's quite a bit to start, right? Especially if you're a beginner gardener, that's a lot to uh, it's a lot to manage. So next, uh, you've got this shop light, you've got the light bulbs, 
you've got your plants growing, you've got heating pad, a heating pad going, you've got everything going your way. Now you need to hang that light. And, you know, if you're gardening in a, um, if you're starting these seeds in a big room like I am, you don't want to put that light way up by the ceiling. You want, again, low, direct, and lots of that light right on your seedlings. So um, you're going to want to put that light just a couple inches away from those seedlings. And keep in mind, those seedlings are going to grow. Do everything right. Keep the water going. Uh, give them light. They're going to grow. So you're going to want to be able to adjust this light, too. So putting it way up to the ceiling and your seedlings are down you know, about three feet off the floor, uh, they're just not going to get enough light. So my solution to this was to build a stand, a very simple stand for the grow lights. Um, just to give you the stats on it, uh, I've got, they kind of look like an, um, an H flipped on its side. So the base, the one side of the H is 12 inches long and that's on the table. The vertical board is 18 inches tall and the top board, the other H is 14 inches tall. And I'll tell you why in a second. So um, I did add an L bracket, a metal L bracket to the base to add stability. So with that um, that 12 inch piece plus the L bracket and the vertical board, I mean, it's all pretty stable. It's really stable. If you watch the video, I kind of shake it and it's not moving anywhere. So uh, especially when you add the 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 PVC pipe to it and the, and the lights, it's not going anywhere. Okay. So... Um, so in the past, how did I come up with all this? So in the past, I used brackets on shelving units to hang the grow lights for indoor indoor plants. So what I did is I designed these, um, well, I just took uh, boards and I used screws to, to use the natural holes in these shelves, the commercially available shelves. Um, and I used PVC pipes and and you know, just hung them on the inside of the shelf. And I kept them really close to the ceilings, which worked out great. So moving to this wider workbench eliminated that possibility of using the shelving unit. I just didn't have that with these with the workbench, right? It was a big open room. Um, and I've constructed... I've constructed light stands from PVC pipes before, uh, one-inch PVC pipes with different fittings, and kind of put it all together. But I just found that unless you cement that stuff together, it just falls apart every time you want to maintenance, do maintenance and lift the lights up and all that. It just it's too unstable. So um, I didn't want to do that for this one. I just it's just not ideal to have your grow lights crashing down and and smashing your tender seedlings. It just it it doesn't give you a good feeling. So again, Houston, we have a problem, right? So I decided to use those lessons uh, that I learned from gardening in St. Louis Park, a previous place, and 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 hung those lights when I hung the lights from the shelves. And I actually, um, you know, I fabricated brackets um, and I used the PVC pipes with eye hooks and just hung those seedlings, I hung the lights right over the seedlings with chains. And it just worked so great because it was so simple and I could just adjust the lights and get them out of the way when I want to do maintenance. So it just, it just worked really well. And, and what I like about this stand actually is that, I can, I can, I can actually remove the light. I can get, uh, with the shelf, you're always dealing with the upper shelf, right? You have a shelf above you and you, there's only so much room to get your hands in there and everything. So you can, you can really get at the lights. You can take the lights off. You can move the seedling trays. It's, it's really easy on this workbench and I really kind of like it. So I knew I had some, um, I knew I had some wood in the garage and I just decided to go forging. I wanted to find out what I had and, uh, 
and build it from things that I had on hand. I didn't want to go buy more wood, more stuff. I want to save that money for other projects we got coming down the road. Um, I found some one-inch PVC pipes that I had used for the shelving project, so they were cut per- to the perfect length. Um, and I had, I actually had the eye hook still drilled in it, so it worked great. And um, and it was just good on me for not throwing that stuff away. I know that doesn't quite jive with our discussions about decluttering and minimalism, but hey, if you don't have to buy it. <laughs> you're saving yourself a little bit of money. So uh, yay for not throwing those away. I had uh, kind of snuck them, snuck them over here and hadn't got around to clearing out the garage yet, but that's a different story. And so that was a win. And I used the, I, I found a four foot long two by four and a two foot long one by three. And I was off to the races. I knew I had enough to build a stand out of these boards. I knew I, I could do it. So, um, I took it out. I took it out to the workbench and uh, the mobile workbench, and just used these these pieces of wood to create this the simple stand. So I used my drill, uh, my skill saw, and a drill, and I basically cut the two the two twelve inch baseboards were made out of the one by threes. That's two 12-inch baseboards made out of the 1x3s. Then the two 18-inch vertical boards were made out of 2x4s. So there were two 18-inch vertical boards. That's the middle of the H, right? And then the top was were two 14-inch horizontal boards made out of the 2x4s. So the 1x3s were only for the base, 2x4s for, for the rest. The 14-inch horizontal board is wide enough for two, two shop lights, so I can handle another another 188 plants, essentially. I can have four sets of trays, or uh, four trays underneath these grow lights. Just haven't gotten there yet, but I will be very soon. So using screws I had on hand, I put the two sideways goalposts together, two sideways H's together. I added the L bracket to the 12-inch base to give it more stability, and it, it is stable. Um, it's very stable. You can see me shake it in the video. It's not coming down anytime soon. And then I added the two PVC pipes to the stand by using metal strapping usually used for plumbing projects. It's really cheap. It's less than a couple bucks. I cut four six-inch pieces and screwed them onto the top of the stand. The, the strapping has different size holes in it, two different size holes in it, and you just screw it down to the top of the stand and then slide the, uh, you know, you kind of form it around the the one-inch pipe, and you screw that in there, put the PVC in, and it is good to go. That is not moving. And it just makes the whole stand a whole lot more stable when you get that PVC in place as well. So the beauty is it's easy to construct. I mean, this only took a couple hours to do. It's inexpensive. It can be easily moved if I have to get at a project that needs the workbench. I can move this stuff all off. It's not going to get in the way. It's not going to fall apart on me. I just take it apart. I can use the uh, the top of the freezer temporarily, just temporarily, but I can move it over there if I need to to use the workbench. And we got some projects coming that will probably need the workbench. So uh, more on that later. Putting this all together. You know, gardeners get, gardeners like me get super excited this time of year to start planting seeds for the spring. And especially after this long winter, I just went upstairs, it's snowing again. Uh, it's late March, early April. What, what is it ever going to end? I don't know. But this is normal. We do get snow. 
up here in Minnesota. Uh, sometimes we get ahead of ourselves and we plant seeds before we are truly ready. And this can result in seeds popping through the soil, soil and growing before we have adequate light for them. Then we get the results, which are leggy seedlings that collapse under their own weight, get disease, and just not be very high quality plants. And we do not want that. We want the best quality plants available for our garden or to give away. So to avoid leggy seedlings, you must do the following. One is adding an oscillating fan to simulate wind and trigger trigger the plants to thicken their stems. But two, most importantly, adding grow lights for your indoor plants to provide direct, long, and low light to your tender seedlings, right? Direct. You're adding light just a couple inches over the seedlings, long, you know, 14 to 16 hours a day, and low. Yet, like I said, keeping that really close to your seedlings, you want those things to get as much light as possible. I've successfully used inexpensive Sylvania 40-watt T12 Grolux fluorescent light bulbs, aquarium bulbs, right, from big box store Menards. I don't have an affiliate with them, so I'm just saying this is where I got them. So, you know, take it for what it's worth. You can get them wherever you want. Get them at the pet store. It's all good. And I've had some really excellent results. I know some folks have used T8s. I know people have used LEDs. I use the T12s. They were cheap, and it works for me. You know, I'm going to have to try LED grow lights someday when I have extra dollars in the budget. You know, guys chip in. Hey, we can get some LEDs going. It's all good. But it's working for me now. And, 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 you know, I'll put some pictures up uh, in a garden update here and you can see how they're growing. It's They're growing really well. To support the grow lights and the shop light housing, I construct a simple sand, stand using PVC pipes, scrap wood, some metal straps for plumbing in the plumbing department, some screws, eye hooks, and two L brackets. The grow light is stable. It's inexpensive. It's mobile. It's got all these things going for it. Why wouldn't you want it, right? So if you're looking for a solution for your leggy seedlings, you know, take a look on your garage or head over to your nearby big box store. You can find everything you need. It's going to cost you less than 40 bucks probably probably less than that. You can get very creative and provide ample light for your indoor plants. You can do this. If you want to go see a video of the stand and the seedlings, go to smallscalelife.com. There's pictures there. There's also a video on the Small Scale Life YouTube channel and the art this article for more information. So I put it out put that all together and I show you and actually I also walk through and show you how all the seedlings are doing. And I'd mentioned that I was concerned about damping off disease that a couple plants might have shown it, but um, I don't have that. So I I'm doing good. Everything is doing really good. So let me know what you design and build. I am curious what you're going to put together, what you're using now. I know some of you are using LED lights. I know some of you are using really simple desk lamps. And that's, you know, if it's working for you, um, that's good. Let me know what you're using. Um, I'm cons- I'm really curious what you guys are putting together for your gardens, for your seedlings. So thank you. That's about it. You know, that's about it for this podcast. Kind of short, but it was good. And I hope that you found this useful and helpful. And if you have any comments or questions, please leave them here at Smallscale Life at smallscalelife.com. Use the contact us page. You can send me an email at realsmallscalelife at gmail.com. You can also put it as a comment to this article. I, I get people emailing and stuff, but it's okay. Put in a comment. I will respond to those too. 
So thank you again for listening to Small Scale Life Podcast and, and visiting smallscalelife.com. We appreciate you and your time. Gear up. There's going to be some more good stuff coming this week. Julie's coming back on the show. She's going to talk about decluttering. That's going to be our big Tuesday show. So you're not going to want to miss that. And then we're going to try to get Greg Burns and some other folks on the podcast. we got some other guests that are starting to line up. It's going to be really good. Our wish for you is that you remove some of that stress in your life. Live simply this week, get at your gardening projects, have some adventures, and, you know, continue to learn, do, and grow. This is Tom from Small Scale Life. We'll see you next time. Take care, everybody. <music>